Hi friends and welcome back for another episode of Tigress. I am actually recording this from the Catskills. I am here this week for a August related work retreat, which we're very, very excited for. We have a lot of exciting updates coming soon, including the fact that August is now available at some stores nationwide. So stay tuned because we're going to do a big announcement on that on April 10th. So part of this retreat, honestly, is purely about giving our team some time to relax, enjoy nature together, go on a hike, and just get away from the city and be able to get to know each other outside of a work context, which is not something I feel like we were really able to do having started the company during COVID. So yeah, I'm in the cat skills. Of course, my puppy Mimi is with me. She absolutely loves it. And, you know, I, I think interestingly enough, is now begging to go outside. She never begs, she never whines. And that's something we worked really hard on. And since being here, I think she loves being outside so much. She has now started to whine until I take her outside. And it's not even that she needs to pee or poo or anything. It's like purely that she just wants to like stand outside. So that's new. I've gotten really good at just ignoring her so that she gets over that whining habit because that is not something that we are going to keep up. Anyways, I'm really excited for this episode today because I've really been having this topic on my mind and that is the topic of ageism. And I feel like this is a topic that I don't think about very much or when the term ageism has come up in my life before, it's been under the context of like being a young entrepreneur and being asked if people have not taken me seriously as like a young person who started to work like in my teen years, right? But as a little bit of backstory, as y'all know, I think my last episode I recorded in Minneapolis, I was in Minneapolis to speak on a panel and that panel was at a conference about inclusive workspaces and like the future of workforce. And there was another speaker that I was speaking alongside who brought up a lot around ageism and in ways that I had never heard of before and kind of called me out and everybody else out in the audience for being ageist. And I just found it really fascinating and like a part of like sociological conversation that I had never heard of before. And I'm actually going to try to have her on my podcast too. But anyway, so at this conference that I was speaking at, it was four different speakers. Each of us gave like a 10 minute keynote and then we all huddled together at the end to basically be on a panel. And one of the other panelists, her name was Ashton Applewhite, and she calls herself a ageism activist. Again, a term that I have never heard. And she has kind of this advocacy line of work that she calls This Chair Rocks, which I'm super excited to learn more about. But anyways, I had never heard of like ageism, activism, and I feel like in my world, career-wise and conversations I've had in the past, again, when ageism came up, it was in the context of like discriminating against younger people for opportunity and devaluing their professional experience rather than like ageism in the context of people who are getting older. And I think one of the big takeaways for me from that speech was she really collectively brought us all to a further understanding that we are all ageist and that we are conditioned by media and society today to fear aging and talked about how ableism is inherently tied to all ageism, which is not something I had really thought of before. And kind of her argument that really stuck with me was, when we think about why we resent aging, when we fear aging, it has to do with our emotional stability, our physical health, our physical strength, 
So all things about being able-bodied and what some might deem like full capacity, which means that naturally as someone is getting older and perhaps there would be more illness, less strength, less what people would assume to be mental fortitude, you're making judgment on their abilities. Thus, ageism is inherently tied to ableism, which is just not something that I had really thought of before. And I've talked on this podcast openly about how I do have like a very intense fear of getting older. And it's not because I want to be like a young and sprightly looking like woman. And it's not about like my body. It's more about like, I have this kind of problematic fear of like missing my prime, like thinking of my younger years as my prime years where I'm like, I have nothing to lose. I don't have kids. I don't have insane responsibilities where I can just focus on my career, focus on my work. And like, this is the opportunity to do so. And I don't want to miss that opportunity. And I think that that is something that I never considered to be ageism. It was just like a belief that I have that I share a lot with my peers and I talk about openly. And again, like I recognize that a lot of that fear was something that I learned from media and society. And I mean, we all know that women are so made to feel fearful of getting older, of getting wrinkles. And a lot of the concern is around like aesthetics and how your physical appearance changes. But I think for me, I've always had like a kind of like an anxiety around getting older. And a lot of it stems from the fact that like when I started my career at age 16 and through the first seven, eight years of my career, and I'm coming up on 10 years next year in 2024, but I was really like glorified for being young, right? Like in every headline or anything, it was like, this 16 year old did this, this 17 year old did this, this college freshman's doing this. And I think that while it's something I leaned into, I was like, I'm a young entrepreneur and organizer. I'm going to use it. Like I'm going to pull the age card. I'm going to like step into that power and that potential. It really conditioned me to like value myself and value that external validation that was all about I'm impressive, not only because of the things that I'm doing or what I stand for. I'm impressive because I am those things at a certain age. And because a lot of that praise was surrounded by how young I was, I had this kind of not very healthy thinking that as I got older, I lost that impressiveness. I lost that external validation. I lost that value, you know, which is honestly like a whole part of maybe some of the self criticism extremes that I have, you know, borderline traits. But I think that it's something that I've tried to work on a lot in therapy and stuff because I definitely have struggled with tying a lot of my self-worth to external validation when that external validation is tied to an epithet around my age. Naturally, when that goes away, I do have this struggle with identity. And that has gone away, by the way. Like, if you, even if you, I look at press headlines now, there is a lot of like, Gen Z CEO, but there's a lot less of that. And nobody is doing headlines about me being like a 25 year old doing this. Like I'm 25 now, I'm post-grad, I'm very expected to be working a full-time job. And I know that, you know, I still get a lot of public acknowledgement around like doing things at my certain age, but like now it's a really concerted effort to be like, okay, I'm not gonna obsess over that. I'm not gonna have so much value and like glorification from that. But it's really hard, right? Like as a kid, like I loved external validation and coming from a place of like intrinsic imposter syndrome and feelings of like worthlessness, like obviously it's hard to separate myself from external validation. So anyways, I was thinking about a lot of these things as I was listening to Ashton's talk because she was talking about how 
we're all ageist given that when we think about our lives, we think there is this fear of getting older. A lot of it is attached to assumptions around ability and we see those as negative things. And she talked about how a lot of times when we try to justify or comfort ourselves around hardships, people might often think, oh, well, at least I'm not really old. At least I'm not sick, right? And how even saying that and framing getting old as this very negative impending thing or being sick as a negative impending thing and how closely related those things are, that it's enforcing ageist beliefs. And like, again, this is just like not something I've been thinking about. I'm really, really curious to hear what y'all think. And I've been like talking about just like this conversation and like Ashton's learnings, like with my boyfriend, with my sister, with my team members, because I've just been like so curious to hear what people think. But as she was talking, I was doing like a lot of self-reflection. I was like, wait, like, yeah, that's very right. Like when I experience some sort of big rejection, right? Or when I'm thinking about like a lot of anxiety I have around, is my company going to be successful? Am I going to be a failure? A lot of how I comfort myself is like, oh, well, at least I'm 25. And like, I could potentially just like completely fail and then start a new career. I have a lot of time for that. And I think in my mind, at least I'm not like 65 and like I'm at retirement age and it will be so much harder with stamina and otherwise like to start something new. Like at least I'm young. At least I'm trying my company when I'm young because these are my prime years and I have so much time to find a new career if it doesn't work out. And I don't think I've ever stopped to take a moment and like one, push back on that thinking. I think I've truly relied on it as a sort of like self-comforting idea. So that's one part of it all the way to like, nobody's ever said, hey, Nadia, that's reinforcing ageist ideas, right? And I think that it was something I started thinking a lot about because I was like, the concept of ageism in all the classes and conversations I've had around like different societal discrimination, whether it be around like sexism, racism, ageism just hasn't really come up. But hearing Ashton, I mean, even own being like an ageism activist and hearing about this line of work, I thought was super, super thought provoking. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And there were three things that kind of came up that I've been journaling about and just thinking about, which is like, one, I recognize in myself that I have this fear of aging. A lot of that has to do with like my productivity potential, which, you know, we can go into and like, 
how capitalism and like utilitarianism like thinking makes us feel like we need to have some sort of level of productivity and we're always striving for a use case of productivity and productivity in the sense of capitalism like that's a whole other conversation but like I recognize in myself that I have this fear of aging and that fear of aging is of course you know it's deep-seated with other ableist views around not wanting to be sick not wanting to be physically weak not wanting to lose like my mental capacity and it's really crazy because also when I think of when I try to turn it on myself and I'm like but do I know people who are decades older than me who are those things? I'm like, I mean, yes, but also a lot of the people that I look up to are decades older than me. And they're some of the strongest, smartest, quickest thinking, successful, beautiful, wise souls ever, right? And aging isn't like one image for everybody. So I've been trying to kind of like deconstruct that. But like, if I'm being completely honest with myself, like I have a fear of aging, like I don't want to be older. And I think a lot of that has does have some ableist views, but it also has like, I enjoy being seen as a young person I feel inspired when I'm surrounded by a political landscape that's talking about how like Gen Z and young voters are gonna like be game changers like that feels good and I know every generation has seen some sort of that like political call out from society and that's just something that I enjoy and I don't want to lose the second thing beyond fear of aging is I recognize that for like people who are like very 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 like much older like I'm talking like 90s and up or like people who look very very old like I have anxiety around because I just didn't grow up with it like both my grandparents when I was born were like in their late 40s early 50s like they're super young and you know I think that like they looked pretty young too and for the one grandparent who like definitely looks older is my agoon my Chinese grandparent who and I've talked about this on the podcast like I've never had a close relationship with like I don't have a close relationship with now so I feel like because I didn't grow up around it um and living in New York City like in Chinatown there weren't like a bunch of like I mean there are old Chinese people there who you know language barrier wise I didn't have a close relationship with but I'm just like trying to be really brutally honest with myself and be like I recognize in myself that when I do meet someone who's much, much older, for example, like Henry's 90-year-old grandmother, I'm thinking of kind of all of these behavioral code of conducts, not that I've learned and honed from my personal past life experiences, but kind of purely from like things I've learned from mainstream media, from what I've learned from other people, like it feels still very new to me, right? And something that I, after I heard Ashton's talk, like was reflecting on is like, why is that? And what is that nervousness about, right? And like recognizing it as ageism, as like something that is new for me. And I think a lot of it is rooted in thinking about people who are like so much older or like look like in my mind what like a hundred year old person looks like, where I have the utmost respect. And I'm like, wow, this person has like lived so long. And I, I think a lot around decades they've lived through, right? Whenever I meet someone who was more of an adult during the 1960s, like I love hearing their stories like I associate being much older as having lived through such incredibly historic times that like I've studied and I'm so fascinated by in our history but I also have association in my head with like fragility like I do feel a sense of like walking on eggshells like I don't know like to the extreme way to just to be blunt is like how someone I don't know about like their bones breaking I'm like do I not have us walk a lot do I speak louder because maybe they don't hear me like I have a lot of anxiety and like 
assumptions that are, you know, as Ashton says, like rooted in ableism. And granted, like a lot of the people that I've met, like friends, grandparents and stuff, like they are struggling with sort of some sort of dementia and things like that. And again, like that, this is just something that I've never really thought really bluntly about. And I'm honestly scared because I don't want like people to cancel me for coming out. But like I'm coming out and being like, hey, I heard this person talk about ageism and how it's tied to ableism. And this is how I'm trying to be forward with myself and it's uncomfortable but like things that I've just been thinking about and wanted to be open with all of you okay so the third thing kind of facet of this that I've been reflecting on a lot is around like again this myth of missing my prime and I talked to my leadership coach about this who I know I talked about with all of you and you know I think one of the things that she's kind of pushed me on is like one how the belief that there is a prime is also rooted she didn't at all use like the term ageist again because like again it's just not a word that comes up a lot like in my own personal circles or work circles which is why I think I was so fascinated by Ashton's talk but she kind of talked to me about how the myth of feeling like I'm running out of time to I don't want to miss my prime is rooted in scarcity mindset which is something again I've talked a lot about in therapy and also on this podcast is around like I have this fear that I'm running out of time and I feel like there's a fear around a finite number of years that I have to work with and this anxiety that every passing moment is losing some of that finite number of years and potentially if you look at the hard facts of like life is short and as time passes you don't get those moments again like okay that's true but like it's a scarcity mindset way of looking at things rather than I'm young I have so many years ahead of me and the more years that pass by I have such abundant learnings and all these things and something I've been trying to work on with her is like how does my scarcity mindset limit me around beliefs like this how does it cause so much anxiety in my personal life or in my work life around running out of time running out of resources missing opportunities and I think that I've gotten to a point where like I've done so much work around scarcity mindset and abundance mindset something I was brutally honest with her and myself is like, look, I feel like I've read these books and I can tell you what the abundance mindset version of what I'm talking about is, but there's this like internal block where I can intellectualize it. I can tell you this is scarcity mindset. This is how I could make it more abundance mindset and reframe it. And yet there's something in my heart that isn't letting go of that scarcity mindset. And I think part of it has been because I've used some of those beliefs for so long to motivate me, right? Telling myself, you are running out of time, so you need to work, right? Like, you know the song in Hamilton that's like, why do you write like you're running out of time? But it's also like all about praising Hamilton for being so game-changing and doing so much. Like, I think that I definitely have, and again, a lot of this is like problematic roots of capitalism around like scarcity and obsession with productivity but like I do feel like the height of my girl boss years it was like I'm running out of time I need to work I can't waste time I think of rest and all the sleep as a waste of time I've made a lot of progress on that I love to fucking sleep but like there's this hurdle that I still need to work through which is I understand what the abundance mindset reframe would be around how I think of time and age and all these things and what do I need to do to actually believe it and that's what I am struggling with and that's something that I'm gonna work on anyways yeah I'm really curious I'm like nervous to hear what y'all think, but also really, really curious about what y'all think. I really hope to have Ashton on the podcast to talk more about this just because I feel like it's something that I just not heard of and like would love if you're interested. And so if you listen to this podcast and you're like, I would love to hear from Ashton, like, tell me because I will make that happen because there's just like so much that I feel like I want to explore here. For example, like when Ashton was asked about like one piece of advice she could give someone to like fight ageism in their own mindset, her answer was to not use the term generation anymore which I found fascinating given that like an epithet that's followed me is like being Gen Z, working in Gen Z marketing, August being a Gen Z brand, 
So anyways, I have a lot of questions and follow-ups there. So yeah, I, I'm super curious to hear what y'all think. And I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to y'all soon. Bye.